Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. I wanted to let you know that this episode is actually about intimacy, so it might not be something you want to listen to with the little ones around or if you're in a you know more public area like if you're at work. Just FYI, now on to the show. Okay, everybody. This is really, really exciting. We have an interview today on my podcast, and instead of moving forward to chapter seven in my book, we're actually, which is the Kegel chapter, we are actually going to have a chat with Sarah Rose Bright. Sarah Rose Bright is a leading certified sex, pleasure, and intimacy coach, empowering women to discover and express their true sexual nature. A pioneer as the United Kingdom's first certified sex coach, founder of Ignite Your Sexuality and V-Life, she's worked with thousands of people to ignite their sexuality and live their full potential. And I am thrilled to be talking with Sarah today as an expert in this subject and and really just um, opening up the conversation and making it really comfortable and easy to talk about. And also the fact that Sarah has a special interest in pelvic health issues, pelvic pain, um, prolapse. She's even experienced some of these issues herself. And so Sarah, do you want to say hi? And then we'll dive into the conversation. Hello. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about this with you. Oh, I am too. I am too. Yeah. So let's dive right in with the first big question, which is really, um, what are some of the key sexual challenges that you see women experiencing in your practice? Mm. So there's such a huge range and very rarely it's just one thing. It's often a, a mix of things that have maybe come together over a number of years often. So you've got your standard things that, that, that sex therapists, sex coaches look at, like maybe not being able to orgasm, low, not feeling sexual desire is a very, very common one. Um, and then in terms of relationships, things like maybe not having much intimacy in marriage or in, in, your, in relationship. Um, but also there's those standard ones, but there's also a lot of other ones like women who just don't feel confident sexually or they don't know what they want is something very common. Um, maybe they have learned that their pleasure is not valid. It's about the other person first. And even if they did know what they want, they don't even know how to ask for it. Um, they don't know how to communicate what their needs and desires are. So there's a whole range of things. And like I say, often a mix of these things together. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. bored. That's another one that's very common. People, women approaching me and they think they're not enjoying sex because there's something up with them. But actually when we dig a bit deeper, they're very, they're just bored with what's happening for them. So they're just yeah. bored. They're bored at home. They're bored in the relationship. They've reached a point where they're just feeling like blah. Yeah. And you know, we don't have any good sex education. We don't yeah. have, um, you know, in terms of how to sustain sex in a long-term relationship, 
who talks about that? You know, it's not really talked about. Um, and so we don't also have a culture of practice when it comes to sex. You know, I say to people, if you're going to learn to play a musical instrument or to learn to play a sport or do yoga, you put regular practice in. But when it comes to sex, it's like we're expected to show up in the bedroom and just put on the full concert performance without ever talking about it or ever practicing or ever learning or ever exploring. So it's very easy to get bored um, when things just become really routine, when you've been doing the same thing over and over again for a number of years. You know, I can see that. And a big, you know, part of my education and my platform, I guess, if you will, with this podcast and with my YouTube channel, et cetera, is exactly what you just said is, is people aren't generally given an education about their pelvic floor and their pelvic health and how to take care of that part of their body. So that's really key for me, but I'm, I approach it typically more from kind of a physical physiological, anatomical, and exercise and fitness standpoint. But you're totally right. We're not educated on the more pleasurable aspects of this part of our body either, uh, other than being very cloaked in kind of taboo and even dirtiness or shame or something that you shouldn't want to think about or talk about. Absolutely. And as I'm sure you've come across, there's many women that don't, can't even say the name of their genitals or haven't got a name to describe that part of themselves. And maybe even touching themselves there or being seen there is, is, is um, massive for them. And so this part of our body can just be something that's almost so separate and hidden. And I've worked with many women who have never had any relationship with this part of their body other than sex medical reasons, hygiene reasons, childbirth, that's it. Um, and they just don't have any connection. And when it comes to sex, they may be even, you know, not comfortable touching themselves there and let alone understanding the potential for the pleasure there, really um, understanding their whole like erectile network and the size of that and the complexity of that. Um, you know, so few women actually really understand that. Um, but what's really exciting is, is the knowledge is out there and we can learn about it. And so if you're not connected to that area of your body, it's totally understandable and natural given the lack of education that we've had and the lack of conversation we have in our families, in our relationships and our friends. So, you know, I really encourage women to go out there and really get to know this part of yourself, to look at this part of yourself um, and to spend time exploring and practicing with her. That's wonderful. So I want to talk about some specific uh, pieces of advice or specific maybe mm. exercises you could give people to get started with that. But first, mm. I want to dive in with a passion of yours, which is, uh, we talked briefly about this before we started chatting here about how many women with pelvic pain or with issues such as prolapse or maybe bladder leakage, things like that, pelvic floor issues, which is a big section of probably the women who listen to my podcast and watch mm. my YouTube channel, et cetera. So a big section of those women are maybe they go to physical therapy, even a women's health pelvic floor physical therapist, and they're just given some basic exercises. Maybe if they have pelvic pain, they're given some uh, dilators, uh, kind of medicalized treatment protocols. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how there's so much more that can be done to make it kind of a, a more uh, pleasurable rehab experience and also a more pleasurable experience after you've suffered some of these issues, such as if you're struggling with prolapse or you're struggling with uh, painful sex, if you're struggling with any of these things. How can we kind of 
make the therapeutic rehabilitative process less sterile and kind of medicalized and make it more fun, make it more pleasurable and really, really experience more rapid healing. Oh, how long have you got? (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. And I think, and I think that is part of it is including pleasure. Um, And, you know, when I had, because I had a prolapse a couple of years ago, and when I wanted to start having sex again after having a prolapse, I was really scared. And, I'm, and I was like, I'm a sex coach, and it's scary for me. I'm confident in my body and, and, and what to ask for, but it was still really scary. And I think, you know, there's not enough education out there about this. And pleasure is healing. Pleasure in itself is healing. And so... How we learn to do anything, um, you know, how we learn to do sex is often very performance-based. It's very focused on goals and heading for goals of orgasms. Um, and with that sort of sex, pleasure getting hotter, faster, it's a whole sort of porn-style sex thing. Um, and actually, for a lot of women, it's about just learning to hang out with their own bodies, to be more relaxed in their pleasure. So, for example, if I'm working with somebody who's experienced pain, who's experiencing pain, we might actually spend some time exploring, is there anywhere where there's any pleasure? Because so often the focus is continually on the pain and understandable um, because of the nature of it. But I've worked with many women where they've gone, oh my gosh, actually, well, it's painful here, but actually that feels quite nice there. And then by starting to refocus on somewheres that pleasurable, that starts to shift everything. And a lot of women I've worked with around pelvic pain Often there's quite a lot of tension in the body and just helping to to relax, learning to take more deeper breaths, learning to slow things down, learning to just be present with this part of your body rather than trying to do something or get anywhere. You know, for many women I, I work with, it's just simply starting by just actually holding their hands over their own genitals and just breathing with them and just saying hello and making a connection there that's not about doing anything. So something as simple as that can be really, really empowering. Um, so um, and also things like looking at this area of our bodies getting to know this area of our bodies and befriending I sort of say to my women it's about becoming friends it's like starting and just as you would with a friendship it takes time and you need to put time and commitment in to really get to know this area so if there is shame pain all these different things that are so so common there over time they'll start to shift as you build a relationship with it and I've seen that happen time and time again Oh, I love it. So it really is making it a sacred kind of in the moment experience, this connection Absolutely. with your body. Yeah. Yeah. And a safe experience because for so many women, they haven't had safety in that area of their body either. Um, and so there's so much you can do as a woman on your own to start to build up safety, trust, um, and listening to your body um, rather than rushing through things or, or shutting down, um, which again is understandable. Yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of of safety, I know that lots of women uh, who have prolapse, they ask me the question, is it safe for me to have sex with prolapse, whether it's a bladder prolapse or a uterine prolapse or a a rectocele, something like that? Um, I'd love to hear what you tell people who may ask that question to you. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, an expert in prolapse. What my knowledge has just been built up from my own experience the last couple of years. And I've worked, I haven't worked with um, women with very severe prolapses, but I've worked with a number of women with um, sort of um, uh, 
the small sort of small to medium level prolapses. And you know what's really key around this is absolutely um, it's it's safe if you it's, but it depends on the type of sex that you're having. You know, it's so important for women to allow their bodies to get fully aroused and lubricated. And if lubrication isn't happening easily, then it's um, absolutely great to get some good quality lubricant. Because if you're having sex where um, penetration, where there isn't lubrication and there's friction, there's pulling on the skin and different things, that's going to create a very different experience when, than when you're relaxed, aroused and lubricated. There's a Taoist sort of... Um, saying that a man, um, if in a heterosexual relationship, a man shouldn't enter a woman until she's fully aroused, fully lubricated and begs for him to enter. Now, how many women get to that stage? They do not give themselves the time. We just don't learn to have that time. It takes many women 35 to 45 minutes to get fully aroused. And so, um, you know, and for some women, they, they, they never give themselves more than, a, you know, literally a couple of minutes. So I think creating time is, is, is doing it in stages, creating time to get to know your body. And it might be that you just explore yourself first with some fingers and just to build your confidence up there. And then with a partner, you know, one of my favorite things for couples to explore is genital massage because um, then it's about touching each other's genitals, taking turns, not doing it together, giving each other the focused attention of a massage but without any goal. So it's not about getting anywhere. It's in a much more relaxed way. And when women experience that, well, actually all genders experience that, it's, it can be absolutely mind-blowing. And then that gives the women more knowledge about their bodies, more time for their bodies to get aroused rather than, you know, the sort of movie-style penetration where a man enters a woman within two seconds of ripping her clothes off. Um, if it's that style of sex, it's not going to be great after a prolapse. And it's not going to be, for a lot of women... It's great every now and then. They might you know, use times when you want to re rip each other's clothes off, but that's when that's the only type of sex we're having. Um, that's what causes a lot of women to want to withdraw from having um, penetrative sex. So I think sex after a prolapse makes time and care key as arousal and absolutely key is, is, is lubrication. And I think there's a stigma women have about using, um, a, a, getting a lubricant to use because they feel maybe shame that they're not producing lubricant. But I feel, um, you know, lubrication, um, buying a really good lubricant is like a really great sex toy. And for some women, if they have some lubricant, that can kickstart their pleasure um, rather than waiting to produce lubricant. Um, so I think that's really key as well. That's really great advice. And I also agree that it's not, that it is safe, that it's not unsafe. Uh, to yeah. have sex <clears throat> with prolapse. And I just want to reassure everyone who's listening right now that you can, but I love, I, I always give the advice to make sure it's gentle and of course, listen to your body and never do anything that is uncomfortable or painful for you, but it's not Absolutely. going to make things worse as long as it's gentle, but very, very good advice to really make sure that arousal is there because the arousal lengthens the uh, actual, the, the length and the caliber like the the diameter of the vagina correct yep absolutely and i think actually i feel that that is actually so good for prolapse recovery because yeah. you're really bringing blood flow and circulation to this whole area of the body mm -hmm. and so you know i 100 believe that it's I, I it should be absolutely a pleasure part of the rehab from prolapse 
Uh, I, I think you're right. This is, yeah, this is amazing and, and so important for us to talk about because it's just a part of life. It's a normal part of life and it's something that most of us who have partners do. And so let's talk about it. Um, yep. And I want to just, before we wrap up with, you know, some tips that you might want to give folks to just get started, I want to ask the, the age-old question of moms or parents, I should say, who have kids at home. Oh my gosh, when do we find the time? My kid is sleeping <laughs> down the hall. He is, you know, he goes to bed later than we want to go to bed half the time. Like, how do we fit this in and make it happen? Because Sometimes as we get older, we do have to schedule this. So do you have any, any tips or advice for busy, <laughs> busy people, busy parents often? I'm raising yeah, I, right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an it's a absolutely great question. And I think one of the things that you've mentioned there is so key that scheduling it can be so important. And it's not about saying it always has to be scheduled, but if we don't schedule going to work, it's not gonna happen. If we don't schedule going to yoga, it's not gonna happen, whatever it is. And so, um, and, and people sort of say to me, couples say, oh, but if I schedule it, that's just not sexy. But if you think about it, when you were dating, you scheduled going for dates. And it's like, so by scheduling it, use that and play with that, the anticipation of that. And then the scheduling, it creates a container to just relax and enjoy it. So scheduling is definitely part of it. But the second part of your question is when. Um, so I've got couples that I work with. So for example, it might be, and obviously it depends on the children, getting up earlier. Um, it, and I think there's a reality that sex, especially when you've got young children and different age groups and different stages, is going to happen maybe less. And there may be phases where it just disappears for a while. But as long as you're talking about it and you still are intimate, that's the key. And you know how to get it back on track is really important. And it might be that you don't have the quantity that you'd like, but you have maybe the quality that you want. And it may be having to employ a babysitter or take the kids to family or friends if that's an option. And I appreciate that isn't an option for everybody. But also I think it's about taking the pressure off a successful time of intimacy together looking a certain way. Mm. So it might be having 15 minutes of some lovely massage together or just a really great kiss, or it might be penetration, but take away the pressure to have to have any orgasms or ejaculations. And it might just be 15 minutes of really relaxed lovemaking, but it's still some beautiful connection time or 15 minutes where you just say, what should we, fa what do we fancy right now? Well, let's do some, that's why I love things like genital massage because it's something to do really easily that actually creates so much pleasure but you can do it for 15 minutes and you can do it for an hour you can make it work and fit into your life and then not forgetting the intimacy in between all these times as well because so many couples you just get caught up in the busyness and it's the stopping and spending that extra moment just having a kiss when your partner walks through the door or just how you snuggle up together all of these little bits really really count as well um, and, and you know when I'm working with couples I'm looking at how their intimacy is not just in the, the the bigger chunks of time but also in those little bits and it's easy for those little bits to get lost um, but I find the couples um, it's like tending a garden I sort of see relationships like these gardens and it's we need to tend to them we need to take the dead leaves off and weed a bit and then put the new seeds in and the blossoms will bloom. So it's just spending the time with those little bits of time as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I've experienced that myself with my husband. Sometimes I'm busy and, and both of us are just kind of flying around and I 
being, you know, I, I don't have time to even just pause and give him a kiss, mm-hmm. but you know, it does yep. even just taking that five second pause to do something, show a little bit of affection. It really makes the, the day for both of us. It really makes us yep. both feel so much better. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm a big proponent of <laughs> clothing optional in bed that it's actually great for your pelvic health, your, your vaginal and vulvar health to actually let everything air out and actually not wear clothing to bed if you are comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's another way to ni- nice way to enhance into with your partner, even if nothing happens, just having that kind of skin to skin contact, um, is healthy for your, for your, for your vulva. And it's also healthy for your relorationship. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Naked cuddles, naked cuddles is one of my naked favorite cuddles. things. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, that's why I do it with my partner and I encourage couples to do it because again, it could be that five minutes when you're the the little ones running around the bedroom but you just have five minutes of such lovely connections together Mm -hmm. so and and that that makes you want intimacy more as well and 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 just generating those little bits of connection is so important absolutely I love that yes wonderful well this has been so great I feel like you've given lots of great tips already but do you have any last maybe maybe like two or three steps or two or three kind of starting places that women could could go with whether or not they have pelvic health concerns. Absolutely. So I think I, I, you know, sex is lifelong learning and, you know, like for example, I'm in perimenopause right now. So my body's changing and I'm learning a whole load of new things again. And so I think it's about really creating time to learn about this aspect of your life, whether it's to read, whether it's to listen to podcasts, whether it's whatever it is, because I've been doing this work 15 years on Totalist Journey and I'm still learning so much. So I think creating that creating time to learn about this area of your life is really empowering and so many women come back to me and say god listening to that i realize i'm not alone or there's nothing wrong with me or no wonder i'm struggling so it just really helps to have this area of your life become more natural and normal so i think that's really key second is creating practice time create time to get to know your body create time to get to know your partner's body because you know, we're never the same. And if we come at it, you know, if you go to, I sometimes call self-pleasure practice erotic yoga. Okay. (laughs) So if you go to a yoga class, you just show up on the mat and there's days when you don't want to go, but you drag yourself there and actually you can have an amazing time. And there's other times when you're looking forward to it and it can be just, you can't switch your mind off. It can be so different each time, but you show up for yourself and you commit to that. And it's the same with our sexual selves and our erotic life. So just creating time to get to know your body, get to know different parts of your body, not just about being genitally focused with the pleasure. So that's really, really, um, really important. Um, And then I think finally, just for women, just to create time to get to know their genitals um, specifically. I'd really encourage, I always encourage women to have a name for this aspect, area of their body, because how can they talk about pleasure if we don't have a name we feel comfortable with? So finding a name that you're comfortable with, looking at her in the mirror. You know, I, I say to women, if you didn't look at your face in the mirror for 20 years, you'd have a shock. And so you'll have a shock if you don't look at your vagina and your vulva for 20 years um, or five years. And, and by getting to know this part of ourselves, um, again, it can help us 
when um, notice if something's changed that maybe we need to get checked out, for example, and it doesn't become such an alien part of ourselves. So that mirror work is really important. Um, and then just really connecting down to this part of, of the body. Um, you know, just maybe putting your hand there and just holding her, breathing with her, which I mentioned before, that in itself can be so powerful. So I had so many things. Oh, those are a few little bit of a few little things to get you going. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful. And I love the, the holding one. I love the last one. I, in one of the recent episodes of my podcast, I read, gosh, now I'm trying to remember which chapter it was, but in one of the chapters of my book, Lady Bits, I talk about an exercise called womb power, where mm -hmm. we actually just simply hold our hands over our our womb, our uterus area, even if you've had a hysterectomy, you can still do this, but just holding Absolutely. your hands over that area and feeling that energy and uh, allowing yourself to kind of tune into that part of your body, that very feminine center. And so this is just a little bit more, a little lower, a little lower mm -hmm. and holding onto that, that vulvar area is really, really helpful. It's something, a practice that I actually personally do as well. So I love mm. that I can say from personal experience that it works. And I hope that folks listening will take the time to actually take some of these tips into practice and actually do them. They don't have to take a long time. It doesn't take a long time to, when you're falling asleep at night, just hold on to, you know, just gently touch that part of your body that doesn't take long at all, but it's that first step toward making that sacred connection. So I love this Absolutely. conversation. Yes. So good. Oh, well, I could talk to you for hours, but I, I always want to respect everyone's time. So how can people learn more about the work you do and get in touch with you? Uh, well, so um, on my website, it's um, sarahrosebright.com. And I've got a lovely newsletter offer where if you sign up, you get a two-part video series where I share some really great um, practical information that can make such a huge difference to your sex life. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, and I'm always available if people want to just contact me with just questions about anything you've heard um, or you want any resources or anything like that, please feel free to get in touch because I really do love to share and, and just to not be, help people to just not be afraid of this area of their life because so many people contact me in such fear, the fear that there is something wrong with them, the fear that they'll never change this aspect of their life, um, all these different fears, but just whether it's with me, someone else, really encourage you to embrace this get out find support um, because it's life-changing when you do it really is I've seen that time and time again um, and there's so many gifts on the other side of all this the other side of the fear absolutely mm -hmm. yes and I will put all of the links in the show notes including um, Sarah I'll also link to your YouTube videos where you talk about your prolapse story does that sound good Absolutely, because I learned so much in the last, you know, and you, you were absolutely my, one of my first inspirations when Aww. I had a prolapse because it was so hard to find information that was positive. And so your channel on YouTube was just like a lifeline for me. Um, and so, um, I, yeah, I've got three videos where I just share my experience and the, all the resources I discovered during my prolapse time and, and also a video around prolapse and sex. So I really hope that they're useful for people. So yeah, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. That's fantastic. So definitely check the show notes if you're interested in those videos. I'll also share my a link where you can sign up to get my Lift series, which is a free pelvic organ support series of videos. So all of that will be in the notes. Sarah, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is wonderful. And I hope people will get out their mirrors and just <laughs> get their hands ready to just 
touch their own bodies and just get to know themselves, even if it's absolutely nothing sexual about it, it's still sacred to just absolutely. touch your feminine, feminine center. So yeah. And healing. Yes. Yeah, so healing. So <laughs> healing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And we will talk to you later. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, Simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brienne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.